You're listening to the Good Girls Get Rich podcast, episode 223. Welcome to the Good Girls Get Rich podcast with your host, Karen Yankovich. This is where we embrace how good you are, girl. Stop being the best kept secret in town. Learn how to use simple LinkedIn and social media strategies and make the big bucks. Hello there, I'm Karen Yankovich, and we have a really interesting show for you this week. You know, I don't know about you, but when I first started my business, I don't know, I had all these ideas, right? I had a million ideas and no idea how to do it. And I Googled and I took courses and, you know, it all came together eventually, right? But, you know, sometimes I think that when I look at other people or maybe when people look at me or when you look at maybe other people that seemingly have a business that you aspire to, we think it kind of just happens, right? Like it's just like, they're just lucky or they worked hard or they're so smart. They're smarter than me. And you know what? None of that is typically true. And I, I really loved this conversation that we have this week coming up with Jan, because she talks about her journey as an entrepreneur and her journey as a woman building really successful businesses, helping others do the same. And it's a behind the scenes that maybe you can relate to, right? Maybe you can relate to, you know, we've talked a lot here on the show in the last few weeks about the connection and conversations we have to have. Well, she had a freaking Rolodex, right? Like that's how she started her business. So I'm excited for you to hear this interview today. Uh, if you enjoy it, you know, we love for you to share this. I'd love for you to take a quick screenshot of this and share it on social media and tag me, tag Jan, use the hashtag good girls get rich. And of course, I love your reviews. Let me know how you react to this and if this journey sounds at all like your journey and if it's inspiring you to kind of keep on keeping on the way Jan did, all right? Check this episode out. Okay, I have Jan Cavell here with us today. And Jan is an entrepreneur from the UK. She's got a few decades of running entrepreneurial businesses behind her. One, she started from the kitchen table when her children were small and she was a single mother to go on to build that into a multi-million turnover business. She's been involved in many campaigns to encourage others on their entrepreneurship journey and now does so through her writing. She writes articles on her own blog, a regular piece for Elite Business Magazine and others. Jan's first book was Scale for Success, Bloomsbury Publishing, aimed at helping entrepreneurs grow their businesses during the big leap of big leap of one to 10 million. And her second book, It's Start for Success, is to encourage aspiring and early stage entrepreneurs who want to build fast growing but sustainable businesses. And that launches in January of 2023. So Jan, so excited to have you here today. I'm very excited to be chatting to you. It's great. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, it's an exciting time for you. You've got a new book coming out soon and yeah, so much good stuff. But I guess, you know, like I kind of want to dump into your journey a little bit, if that's okay, because many of our listeners are women and some are, you know, trying to run their business while they're single moms or moms when their kids are small. Some of them are in, you know, listen, we're recording this. It's, it's the fall of 2022 and we're just kind of what's going on with the world, right? Are we, are we in a pandemic? Are we not in a pandemic? You know, are yeah. we, are we, you know, what's happening to businesses? So, so many, many people are in a new chapter in their lives and, and rewriting what they think is the rest of their lives. So I think your story would be interesting because you kind of started a business at your kitchen table. So tell us about that business. Well, I think it's it's a case in point because just as you were saying, you know, we don't know the future for any of us at the moment very much. And that started simply because I couldn't see, uh, well, I landed in a future I didn't expect and couldn't see a way forward into a future that I planned. So, because I find myself newly divorced 
and and absolutely penniless for the children. You know, difficult eggs who wouldn't pay any money. You know what they're like. And, I personally uh, know what that's like. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not much fun. So you know, you you have to fight, and you have to fight really hard. So so I didn't want to be a single mom just on income support. So I went to them and I said, you know, I tell you what, instead of you putting up with me forever and paying out for all of us and keeping us, how about a much better investment for the government would be to support me while I start a business, which they did. I don't think any government's that flexible now, but of course it was a long time ago. But it's worth a shot. But they but so you asked. I love that you asked. I did. Absolutely. I love that you asked. Was... That's the most important part of that. You know, if you don't <laughs> yeah. ask, the answer is always no, right? So so Very true. Good point. Doesn't hurt to ask. <laughs> so yeah, I did ask, and I, and I got a yes, and nobody was more amazed than me. But it got got me able to to sustain food on the table while I started. And I I literally I had a shelf under the stairs in this tiny cottage, and it was pre internet days. So I just had a fax phone and card index box, and I started phoning people to sell them goods that I didn't have that I was going to buy in on tick and sell on, which is exactly, you know, what I did. It was a selling operation and hand to mouth it was for many long years. So, so wait, let me just, let me repeat yeah. this. So you, you basically said, I can, I'm, I, you were calling people to buy whatever, let's just call it yeah. a pen. You were calling people to buy a pen. And then when they bought the pen, you would buy the pen and then sell it to them for more money than you bought it for. Yeah. So you didn't even have inventory that you had to pay for up front. No, no, at that That's point. Brilliant. Which brilliant. I mean, it's it's a great way to start, actually. Yeah. You know, for if you find yourself in that situation. And there's a limit to how much trouble you can get into because you know, once you haven't paid for the first pen, nobody's gonna sell you a second one. So, right. you know, it's, right. <laughs> it's fairly safe um all the way around for everybody concerned. And yet it does teach you. I mean, we're talking basic fiscal controls, but it does teach you basic fiscal controls and a very sort of instant effect. If you get a sale, you know how clever you've been and what, you know, how exciting it is to get that sale. I love that. I love that. So then you talked about that you started doing, you know, well, what happened to that? What is a multi-million turnover business? Tell me what that means. Is that, I don't, I'm not actually even sure what that term means. Well, it means that literally the turnover was into the multi-millions, you know, as opposed to one million, it was um, into, into between two and three. So turnover meaning the amount of product that you were purchasing and selling. Exactly. It's the word yeah, turnover the overall, that I was, that was get, catching me up. Yeah. Money. Okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Are you still running that business? No, I'm not. I mean, it was, I ran it for a long time. I mean, it went from, from my kitchen table, same business. And, you know, people just kept on buying, kept on asking, and it got, got gradually impractical to buy stuff in and just made more sense to make it and supply it. And, and that's exactly what happened. So, you know, I ended up with two factories and 50-odd people working for me at one stage, and you know. So, yeah, wow. it, was, it was a substantial operation. And, you know, gradually, what, of course, once the kids left home, you know, for, I was a bit lost. I'd, couldn't quite see why I was doing it. And, you know, we're talking over a long period of time and, and you know, I kept on thinking, I'll sell it. No, I won't sell it. I'll sell it. No, I won't sell it. And that's, <laughs> that's something you must never do. Always have a clear plan of what you're going to do. Because eventually I just burnt out. I'd been doing it for 
over 20 years and, you know, with the kids um, and being a single mom, which in itself is fairly um, testing and exciting. It's worth it, but, you know, it does take it out of you. And yeah. put Wait, the well, two together. Can we take a step back, though? I would love to know, how did you educate yourself on, you know, I mean, listen, I feel like anytime you go from making $100 to $1,000, there's a new education. And then $1,000 to $100,000, there's a new education. And then, you know, $100,000 to a million. Like, there's, an, I feel like there's no end, right? We're, there, every time we hit a new level, there's new mindset challenges, there's new identity challenges, and then there's new business challenges that we've never had to experience before, right? How did you manage all of that growth? What At what point did you start to get help? <laughs> Yeah, you're, that was really interesting because, I mean, there couldn't have been anybody more ignorant at the start than I was, you know. <laughs> I really knew nothing about business. I didn't know other entrepreneurs. And, you know, so I just kept my head down and kept selling, really. And, and, and that's good in some ways. And if you've got a, a very successful sales operation, you know, that's obviously going to be a great thing. But you can oversell and that can give business problems but but I can come back to that but yeah I mean I was incredibly ignorant and it was only really when things began to sort of stabilize I don't know certainly sort of 1.5 upwards I began to think I should have learned something somewhere along the line I don't know what I'm doing and so I better go and actually learn and mm-hmm. so I joined a high high growth entrepreneurs club in London and I loved learning. It was the first opportunity I'd had to do it since school where I was a horrible pupil. And, you know, it just fascinated me, the whole thing. And I just started soaking up all this information and found the whole concept of entrepreneurship and everything I didn't know, eye-opening, riveting, other entrepreneurs, fascinating me. Loved it. But it was a little day. There's nothing, there's nothing, I think there's nothing more valuable to my business than the entrepreneur relationships that I build. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. the ones that get what I'm going through. They, not that the people that don't get what I'm going through don't care about me, but they don't get it. Right. So they don't really know how to support me. It's the entrepreneur friends that get it when you're, when you hit a milestone that nobody else would understand, you know, like your email list or something. Right. Yeah. Um, interesting. It so was, then I mean, that's so nails it. I couldn't yeah. agree more. So then you moved into encouraging others on their entrepreneurship journey. So what did that look like? Well, that sort of came, you know, when you get that start growing very fast, you know, even before I started learning, you know, people start to notice, albeit on a local or even we won the old national award and things. And so in the course of that, there happened to be a campaign being run by the British government to ask for volunteers, a few women to volunteer um, for an EU campaign to to encourage entrepreneurship, particularly female, because there were really hardly any female entrepreneurs around. I mean, we're going back a bit. Uh, And, you know, people didn't consider it as a career, particularly women. Right. And so somebody asked me if if I'd be interested. And to cut a long story short, I was one of the first 50 women to do it, which was fascinating. You got to talk to other entrepreneurs from different countries in the EU when we were in it and, uh, you know, find out how it worked in their countries and all sorts. So, so yeah, that got me launched into supporting entrepreneurship and it got me out at home talking. But what did that schools. look like? Were you, were you coaching or were you just run, you know, like what did, talking what did that look mainly, like? you know, we would go, I mean, firstly, as I say, we liaised with other countries so that we could build knowledge between us and share, share what was working and what wasn't. But also we were going into universities, 
schools and giving talks on the advantages of it, or even that it was available, sort of doing mini shark tanks, if you like, that sort of thing. Um, And we were going into business groups locally and seeing if we could open up an enterprise hub somewhere, which, which I and a girlfriend did for a while locally, and got other entrepreneurs we knew to mentor for free and anybody who was thinking of getting a business off the ground. You know, just anything we could do to feed that need. Hey there, I just wanted to jump in real quick and remind you that you do not have to do all the things that Jan did and I did by yourself because you've got me. I am here to support you not only with this podcast, but our She's Linked Up program has the most incredible women in it, community of women. It's just, I mean, it's something I'm grateful for every single day when I wake up. And it's a program that teaches you how to build the kinds of relationships that can change your business, change your life, change your bank balance forever. You don't need to do the Rolodex thing that Jan did. We're going to do the 21st century version of that and use LinkedIn to do it. And the system that we teach is very simple and so effective and so easy to implement. Or I should say simple, maybe not always easy, but it's simple to implement. I'm here to support you. It all starts with a quick phone call. Just go to Karen. KarenYankovic.com slash call, grab a spot on our calendar, and we'll tap chat, and we'll see if getting you some support so that you can build your business to multiple six, seven figures and beyond, you know, pretty quickly is a reality, and I'd love to brainstorm with you and see if I can help you see a path to make that happen, and if so, I will tell you what that looks like. KarenYankovic.com slash call is the first step to learning more about our She's Linked Up program, so check it out, and then... Remember that you've got me, you've got Jan, you've got lots of resources to support you. You are not in this alone. We are in this with you. So let me ask you this. You're coaching entrepreneurs now and you're reflecting back on your journey as you're coaching them and you're bringing that experience to you. Were there any, I'm going to maybe say mistakes or challenges, or when you looked back at your journey and then you were bringing that experience to other entrepreneurs, was there anything anything that stood out that you experienced that you didn't want them to have to experience or that you... You know what I mean? Like how, what, you know, when you look back at your entrepreneurial journey, what kind of advice were you giving to these people that were just starting out? Sure. I mean, I think, you know, at the time when I was doing that first campaign, it was very much, have you heard of entrepreneurship? You could do it if you wanted to. It was more a question of that sort of thing. You know, now when I talk to entrepreneurs, you know, I learned so much from my mistakes, you know, better late than never. And it was one of the reasons, actually, I wrote the first book, because I hadn't ever realized, really, that it was so hard to do that big leap. You know, I mean, every leap's hard, but that that one, you hear so much about startups being hard, but not much about that next leap up being hard. And in actual fact, it is. It's really hard, and it's where even more businesses go, and I could see the moment I, I was aware of that, but it wasn't just me, which was is what we always think, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Know, I'm no good at this. Yeah, well, that whole <laughs> imposter syndrome, right? Yeah, did you did you, did you experience that? Gosh, yes, absolutely. From the start, and I still do even now. But yeah, I mean, you know, business-wise, I experienced it horrendously. I remember if we've got time, I'll tell you a brief story. I yeah, mean, please I, tell I us. I want to know. I want to know how you, sure. came, you know, what you did about it. Well, the, the first award. I mean, I've, I've never heard of imposter syndrome either. But the very first award I was up for. I can't remember even how I got nominated, but we went for a nice free dinner, me and my son, you know, didn't expect to do anything there, but, you know, it was a posh place and quite exciting. 
and we were placed behind a pillar, so that confirmed that clearly we weren't <laughs> doing anything. And anyway, the, there was another company I was up against who were from Cambridge University, and they were biochemists and investigating something I'd never heard of, and clearly really, you know, up there. So, you know, I sort of relaxed and started having girls wide, and then I heard my name called out. <laughs> um, I mean, I just, I, I was on the floor with, this This can't be me. I mean, I shouldn't even be here, leave alone, be called out. And I remember going up to the stage, you know, everybody was sort of from the table was going, get up, go. <laughs> um, you know, and I went up and it was uh, these steps and the nice lady at the top, big, you know, bouquet of flowers. And I tripped on the steps because I'm shaking so much. <laughs> and I went flying sort of kaboom in, in, nearly into her, straight past her because it was the only way I could actually stand up again, you know, and staggered to the lectern and then sort of grab the, the whatever it was, you know, statue or whatever, and straight down the other side. I mean, I just, you know, the whole thing was absolutely beyond me, you know, and I think I made such a fool of myself. But, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't think I belonged there. Yeah. So, so, I mean, did that to just go right gradually or did, you know, was there anything in particular that you did to combat that? It came and went, you know, oh, and okay. like I said, it still does. Yeah. I mean, even with writing and is, which in some ways is worse because it's even more personal, you know, yes. I get, I get, you know, you have to ask for reviews and things and particularly pre pre launch the book. Right. You know, and I, I sit there, you know, I did it both times. I can't believe it happened again this time. And I think, I sent off this this copy of the book to people, and everyone's going to write back to me and say you can't write, and I'm not. <laughs> what is the matter with me? I can't believe I'm back here. But yeah, just I think mostly you have to recognise it for what it is and say this is in my head. It's not based in fact. This is just what you do and how your brain goes. And you know, the moment you start to actually see. A fear for what it is, which it is fear. It's it's fear of being completely out of your depths, really. You know, so what, yeah. really? When, when you name the end. Well, of and you know, I've I've been known to say it's nobody should write their own LinkedIn profile because it's really hard to see yourself as others see you. It's really hard mm. to for women particularly to shine a light on their genius. We say, I got this, don't worry about it. You know, but we need more than that. People want to work with the best in the industry. Right. And, and we've got to show up looking like and behaving like, and, and shining a light. I did an episode, a couple of episodes before this, I think it's episode 210 for, and we'll link it in the show notes. And I talked about the fact that if you are not, if you are not standing out from the crowd, you're invisible. Mm, And I, and I think that that's true. And if, but, but we, it's on us. There's nobody but us that can take us out of that invisibility state and into this visible state. And it is, you know, it is scary. And I often think too, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Sometimes I think it's the people we know that we're most worried about, not the people we don't know, right? Like if you know somebody and you reach out to them and say, can you give me a, you know, you know, can you review my book or whatever? It's not the people we don't know that we're worried about. It's the people we do know. Right. And then honestly, who cares? Right. But I know. No, I agree. I think you're absolutely right. It is those people who who you care about, and one or two you really respect, and you'd actually tell for them to be nice to you. You know, I remember again going back to scale. I sort of optimistically said said to some rather big name over here, and um, you know, he'd quickly written back and said, "I very much like to have time." And then I got an email from him saying, "Have you got five minutes on the phone?" Oh, he's going to be nice to me and tell me he hasn't, you know. 
And I got through and he said, I absolutely loved it. And I couldn't stop crying. <laughs> you know, oh my I really, goodness, I was that's so, amazing. you know, so stunned, you know, but, but why do we work ourselves up into this expectation of rejection? It's very odd. I don't um, know, but I will say that's another reason why my entrepreneur friends are my lifeline. Yeah. Because they're the ones that get that because other people will say to me, well, maybe you should just go get a job. then if you're not worried, about, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's probably not going to happen. I just need to be talked off the ledge. You know, and then, you know, then it's all good. Right. But let's talk about the, the, the place that you're in right now. Right. So you are, you've had your, when did your first book come out? Just as the pandemic was starting, which was a lousy time for any book to launch actually, because of course with the publishing company like Bloomsbury, it, you know, they sell a lot of books through the stores and the stores closed, which um, was unfortunate timing, but I'd still done it. I'd still got a contract with Bloomsbury. So I was still very happy. But it wasn't very good timing. And of course, business was changing so fast during those following two exactly. years. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but I was aware a lot of the good principles in scale are still worth absorbing. You know, they really are. I look back and think, oh, yeah, I remember I learned a lot from that. But equally, there's bits, I think, you know, that I, the more I thought about it over time, the more I thought, I wish I put that in. That's relevant now, you know, and that's another reason why I wrote another one. But it well, was such I, a period you know, of change. It is. And I think, you know, I love that. It's interesting because when I first looked at your at your bio, I was like, interesting that she wrote scale for success before start for success, because just my logical brain goes start comes before scale. Right. But I think that that's actually brilliant because I feel like post pandemic or again, wherever the hell we are in the pandemic world, so many people are in a new chapter. And so many women, particularly that that or and men, they don't want to go back to the office. They maybe you know they're looking at what yeah. other options they have. And you know it's so funny. I come from a family of teachers, so everybody had job security and pensions and mm. all this stuff. And and I did not right now. Now I feel like now teachers are not a good example of this because at least around here they're in high demand, so they've got a lot of job security. Yeah. Yeah. But really, what ended up happening was. The entrepreneurs were the ones that made out really well during the pandemic generally, because they knew how to pivot. They knew how to do this stuff. The people that had paychecks that were getting laid off, their company was furloughing Mm -hmm. people and they didn't know what to do. So I do think that there's what I'm seeing is many, many people that have never been entrepreneurs are starting to open their minds to that possibility. So I think that I think it's brilliant to have start for success coming out now. So well, can you tell us lucky, a little bit about but I that? Think so too. It's lucky. <laughs> um, it's thanks to the okay. publisher actually who wanted to do scale. It's thanks to Bloomsbury who who okay. felt that scale was more relevant. But but yeah, the result I see. I mean, I think 2023 is going to be a year where we see so many people start businesses. So I, I hope it comes in. Of well, real tell us about the book. People. The book is, is it, I mean, it was a joy to write. I loved doing it because, apart from getting reviews, but uh, yeah, no, it was, it was fabulous to write. I wanted to do something, as I said, that filled the gaps. I wanted to do something that talked about and gave a really real picture of entrepreneurship because there's a lot of highly imaginative stuff written about entrepreneurship to 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 sort of build up a, an image to create a, a guru you know and right. and it doesn't really answer the day-to-day life of the ups and downs the moment you cry the moment you tear your hair out but the incredible highs but you know it, it's it's jolly challenging <laughs> you know and people do get very isolated and I wanted to link people up with with that reality and make them think that's not just me 
like I always did, you know, but it's but it's what entrepreneurship's about. So I think that that's a, a big thing about it, you know, but it, it is very relatable and very real. And there are also quite a lot of anecdotes in it from other entrepreneurs, which which give examples. I try and use, sort of, I mean, storytelling, really, but it's nicking stories from, <laughs> you know, lots of entrepreneurs to, to give points of, you know, anything from conversational selling to finance, you know, and try, but, but it's a good way to learn, I think. And I think right. it's also nice to learn from other entrepreneurs because it goes back to your point of they get it. Right. Well, your book is scheduled to be released but January 25th, 2023. Yeah. So that's exciting. We can link to your website where people can get information about when it when it's released. Is that? That's right. We're doing a pre-release beforehand. I'm not absolutely sure when that starts, whether it's just before or just after Christmas. But there's also, you know, it'll be on the website. You can sign up for latest news. We're having a bit of a launch party with special discounts and goodies and things up for go. So you can sign up for that. So, so yeah, go to the website and um, join, join our launch, launch, launch tribe. Uh, that would be great. I'm going to be a part of your launch tribe. And I recommend oh, everybody is a part of their of her launch tribe because why not be, right? This is how we build relationships. And, you know, I'm just going to put a little thing in a little plug in here, right? Like I, you guys, I know, I know that our listeners really do connect with the guests that we have on the show. I hear from our guests all the time, but Jan will remember if you purchase her book, talk about her book, tag her on social media with, you know, that you just read this book, Jan will remember this. So don't don't just connect with, don't just buy the book, right? Buy (laughs) the book and then read the book. And then if you feel, if you're feeling it, you know, of course, write a review because Jan will remember that. And then of course, tag her in social media posts. If you're talking about the book, you know, connect with her in places on, on social media. Jan will remember that. And this is how we start to build those relationships. And, you know, we don't know where that's going, right? Like you just don't know where that's going to go, but but you never know. And you want to have a network full of these brilliant people like Jan that can, you know, you never know where those relationships will go. So, so yes, of course, by the book, but take it a step further, be of value, be of value. I'd I'd love to hear from any of your listeners, anything I could do, whatever. It'd be great. And that's at the heart of what we teach here. Like it's really about building the relationships. Of course, we want people to get in our stuff and watch our stuff, but it's that next step that is where the real power is in, in relationship building. It's that taking it to an actual conversation by providing value, right. By providing value and saying, you know, I loved this book. Has any, you all need to read chapter four because in here she talks about this, this or that, right. Whatever that is, it's, it's when we're providing value to the people in our network, that's where our networks become really, really powerful. And so there's my little teaching moment in this podcast. Um, I hope you didn't mind that Jan. No, Um, I didn't. It's a great truth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I look forward to getting that book. I'm going to make sure I get scale for success too, because it looks really interesting. And I noticed on your website, you can get the first chapter. So um, if anybody- You need to grab uh, that fast because that's just in the process. We're just updating the website. Oh, they're taking down. All right. So so maybe that won't be there when you listen to this. So so let's uh, so get that faster. Will there be an opportunity to get the first chapter of the new book? Yeah, that, we will do something like that. And as I say, if you sign up for, you know, being part of the tribe, you'll get lots of lots of goodies and I hopefully see Perfect. you at the launch party too. Perfect. Well, I would, that would be great. All right. So um, everybody go to the links below in the show notes and get the link to the website, get on the list so that you get notified when the book comes out and then be a part of Jan's launch tribe. And um, let's, let's, let's lift each other up here. Thanks That'd for being be here, Jan. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. 
I hope you were as inspired by Jan as I was. I, you know, it's always interesting for me to hear the backstories of some of the people that are seemingly running very successful businesses and to see how they got there, right? So, you know, if you can relate to that, then know that you don't have to do this by yourself. There is so much more support out there now for you than when I started, when Jan started. There's me, for example. I'm happy to help you. Just go on over to karenyankovich.com slash call if you want to grab a spot on our calendar and talk about how you can build a business. My, my goal is for there to be more wealthy women of influence in the world. And that starts with more money in the bank, right? Always, always, always money is what can affect change the fastest and give us the kind of influence that can make the kind of impact that is there for you to make. So our She's Linked Up program is the best program on the market to help you build the kinds of relationships that can build your business to a quarter million dollars and beyond. All starts with a quick phone call, karenyankovich.com slash call gets you on the calendar. I would love to see your name on our calendar. And if you love this, right, if you love this episode today, then you know I love to hear from you. So I'd love to get a review from you. Tell me what you thought of this episode. Go on over to karenyankovich.com slash 223. You'll see the notes for all the things we talked about on this show and share it with your social media audience. Tag me, tag Jan. We'll share it with our audience. And this is how we all lift each other up. I'm here for you. I'm here for you this week. I'm here for you next week. I'm here for you beyond. And I look forward to hearing to seeing you next week with another episode of the Good Girls Get Rich podcast. 